Thank you for listening to the Manage Smarter Podcast. Your hosts, C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong, navigate new ways to hire, develop, and retain talent, helping your team soar to higher performance. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Well, hello again, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the Manage Smarter Podcast. I'm Audrey Strong of Sales Fuel, and he is Celie Smith, our CEO. Hello, Audrey. Hi. Hey, how's it going? We are so thrilled to have Lou Diamond, the CEO of Thrive Partners and an author of Master the Art of Connecting. He's also a host of his own podcast, Thrive Loud Podcast. Lou, thanks for joining us. I am so excited to be here, Audrey and Lee. This is this is like rock star setting. You guys got professional setting set up for the for those that are only listening with their uh, with their ears. These two are are, are are pros right right out of the gate. So I feel I feel very comfortable. Oh, that's uh, nice of you to say, Lou. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you are the master of the importance of connecting, and Lee and I want to know what you, that's your core mission and how. Being a super connector and the quality of connections can really elevate your game. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that, Lou. Yeah, I, I guess I'm one of those people that always seem to know everybody. I'm one of those, you know, defined as a master connector. And this has been in everything I've ever done. Uh, I, I came from uh, consulting, worked on Wall Street, was the head of sales of, of different companies in the past. And one of the things that I always recognized was that I naturally connected with people. And I just thought everybody else did that. And I didn't really recognize that there was not only a value in what I was doing, but there was something that I was able to help other people do. In fact, that's exactly what I do every day. I, I work with the most amazing people and make them even more amazing. In reality, I help people connect to thrive. And what I wrote about in Master the Art of Connecting were the muscles that you need to have, which I call... Uh, your connecting core, the things that really need to be at the core of who you are, Audrey mentioned core, and that's the core of who everyone needs to be. These connecting muscles are how you need to be that make people not only want to do business with you, but they're drawn to you. And it happens not only in your lives, it happens in your your personal lives, your business lives, and just about everything you do. And it also affects and helps to launch the way you lead as well. So, Lou, when you mentioned the term core, I mean, we're not talking about the thing that I haven't had since junior high. Okay, <laughs> when you talk about muscles or whatever, are you talking about physical muscles or are you talking about something else? It, it's sort of a something else, I think, is the nice way to do it. It's not really a physical muscle. I will say, though, like any personal trainer, yeah, you got to get your core in shape before you go do anything. And if you're going to go out and go connect with people, if you want to go grow your business, if you're going to go to a conference and go network with individuals there, you really got to work on your connecting core. And these connecting core, I've actually come up with an acronym because I came from consulting. Uh, I call it the SAFE, which is S-A-F-E. The, the S is your super why, which is basically living and breathing your why each and every day. A is being authentic. It's the power of authenticity, being open, honest, and coming from the heart in everything you do. F is a fearless mindset, which is moving through the fears that you have into courage. Mm-hmm. And E is to embrace the power of empathy. And that is to stand in the shoes of another and truly understand what their world is all about. Now, it sounds a little fluffy, a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little woo-woo-y, but squishy, I will- a squishy. squishy. However, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, there are very coachable things that you have to do for each of those muscles to work those different four muscle groups. Uh, and a lot of it 
is how you are interacting with people and how you need to be in your mindset when you are trying to connect with others. That's the, the essence of all of this. So, so when you teach this, Lou, how do you know when you're making progress? I mean, how do you know that, when, that, you're, that you're seeing improvement? Are there any numbers or metrics that you use? Or is it more of a something that you can see and feel but necessarily can't measure? It is completely measurable. Uh, and it depends on the, the industry you're in. We, we set those goals uh, when I first start working with people and I'm coaching them. What I actually will do is I will give them a connecting core score that I will look at and each of those different muscles, I have a way of valuing it on certain things that we do, whether it's in workshops or, or interviews that I'll have with, uh, with senior leaders and top performers. We recognize what that score is and it's really interesting because people will think that they're stronger in one muscle. Mm-hmm. However, it's really another muscle that's actually holding them back from even being better in another area. And what we will do though is we'll make it concrete specifically to revenue growth. Uh, mostly when I'm dealing with salespeople and CEO leaders. And a lot of those things could be how we plan over the year, how we need to lead, or if it really is very tactical when it comes to top performers, how they need to connect and grow and close business. We'll see what they're currently doing with existing clients and see where we can grow with it. So yeah, there's real tactical ways to do it. And we set revenue numbers and match up how they work on those skills and what they need to grow in their connecting core and how it will translate to the bottom line. One of the things I thought was super interesting about all this is, you know, our people are, a lot of us say, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to work on my connecting and my networking. And you talked about, think of it in like the longer, you know, waves of time. So somebody that you are engaged with, with your core and that you work on these relationships, the ROI might be that seven years from now, they could be your business partner or two years from now, you might work for them. Yeah. Um, It's. That's the ROI of the quality commitment, right? That's the quality piece of it. I also think the fact that if you think about, I never like to think that I was ever in sales. I know that sounds really funny as I'm talking to two people who are on a company <laughs> sales field. But sales, as we know, is really the result, right? Sales is the result of what we're trying to get and it's the only measurement. And we know that there hasn't been a really good vocabulary for salespeople in the world because it just is the only way we've been able to do it. And people have associations with what that is. But when we recognize that it's way more than just a sale, a salesperson will tell you they're doing so much more. They are enabling businesses. They are establishing really good relationships. And many of them, as you know, there are account managers that are working ongoing relationships with clients for a long time. So you really are connecting with people. And that those connections are what is driving many, many more sales. So my whole big thing is when you establish strong connections and really get your worlds to mesh together with a strong connecting core, it's not just one sale that you're making. It's dozens or hundreds of sales, depending on the industry you're in, because that connected target partner that you work with wants to do business with you because it's part of your world and part of theirs. I see this as being so much bigger than sales. I mean, we have an audience of, of managers and, and, and emerging leaders. Uh, it seems to me that making that connection is absolutely critical for a manager to have with each one of their reports and also their colleagues uh, who are managers alongside of them. I mean, for, matter, for that matter, it's a 360 degree thing. You have to have connections up, sideways, and down to actually be able to manage effectively, wouldn't you think? That's and you bump, set, spike. You're setting me up here for perfect. <laughs> what I've actually realized on two fronts, it's not only the way that you are connecting from leadership and how you connect with your team and how you connect with uh, those that you work with 
and up, up and down, managing up and managing down. Establishing a strong connecting core is so important for communication internally. It's how you lead, how you grow. And what we've also recognized is that your company's brand has its own connecting core. Mm. How do we connect with the messaging that a company has and, their, and how they communicate their brand externally? Um, let's just look at it this way. Uh, we rewind earlier to, in 2017, and we go back to everything that happened with United and mm. that ridiculous incident when they oh, dragged yeah. the patient into the, the patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, if you needed to be a patient afterwards. Your daughter up. started on that. She's a PR expert. I know. <laughs> so remember, That's a case remember, study for the ages. <laughs> but you remember how, how poorly they connected to yes. their audience and how they did yeah. not know that every single person on the planet is a potential client of United, who anyone who's right. going to fly, and they never established that strong connectedness. And what came through, they certainly didn't have a fearless mindset. They acted scared. They were more concerned about themselves, their internal people, yes. lawyers, lawsuits, as opposed to doing what was right. Now, on the flip side of that, you remember about a month later, Southwest Airlines then eliminated overbooking completely yes. from their entire mm-hmm. culture, so they'll never have to deal with that type of incident. And everyone knew that it was genuine. It was authentic. We connected with Southwest because we always have because that's been their culture. And all these little Band-Aids that United has done has never made us change the fact that they just treat us like cattle and we'll just Mm -hmm. take us here or there and then we're just a number, not a human being. This type of power of connecting is something that organizations have to look at and say, does my brand, does my company have a strong connecting core with my target audience and my, my clients that I'm trying to connect with. Right. So we call the podcast Manage Smarter. Well, Lee did. It came out of his amazing brain. But one of mm-hmm. the other goals we have, Lou, is to help um, people troubleshoot. And one of the questions that Lee and I had for you was, Generation Z is apparently, there's a lot of discussion on the internet, what we're calling the next group entering the workforce. But you said that you have some ideas for our audience on how to manage smarter Generation Z. Yeah, this is, uh, it's so funny that they come up with all these generation letters. Like, we've run out of letters. Yeah, I don't know. We have to go to, I think we've got to go to the Greek alphabet or something. Number one, <laughs> or, number two. We're going to have alphanumeric characters soon. Uh, <laughs> this is important. Uh, this is something I learned, as we mentioned, when it came to connecting in an organization and how leaders connect with their teams and how, how leaders manage. I want to make it clear that this is not just a Generation Z or a millennial or anything. This is oh, a okay. A multi-generational way we need to communicate because it is that we, that we have a group of people who grew up literally out of the womb, swiping left, swiping right. And we have other people that are still trying to look or at their Or that's how phone. they got there in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Well done. Uh, we so, need a uh, symbol and a rim shot. Yes. <laughs> Trust anyway, me. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> we, we know other shows that do that. We can, we can. <laughs> so uh, what I was going to say is there, there is a communication method that I learned from a leadership technique that had a lot to do with uh, in the connecting core, specifically in the power of empathy. Uh, there's a lot of ways on how we listen. And what people don't recognize is, look, we were born with two ears and one mouth. We need to use them kind of proportionally. Yet some people don't feel that way. And many pe- many leaders and managers feel they always need to be telling us what to do as opposed to asking us and then listening what to do. So I have this methodology, and this will be a prelude to a book that's coming out, and I call it Ask, Ask, Tell. And this method of communicating connects 
with Generation Z and the millennials that are out there. Because what you are doing is you are basically, whenever you're meeting and leading with someone, we're not telling them what to do. First, we need to ask them where they are in that particular situation. Ask them about a certain circumstance that they're questioning. How are they doing on this particular project they're, they're dealing with? We then do a follow-up ask to basically drill down on that initial question to ask them something much more specific. And we're doing this so we can hear their feedback and listen to everything that they're coming out and we're empowering them by communicating in this way. Because this is actually not just being told what to do, which puts them in a generational difference. Mm -hmm. We are incorporating them in by asking and then asking again more specifics. Our next tell, this tell is not necessarily tell them to do something else. I'm a big fan of yes and, if you would. Mm -hmm. uh, when you hear something great, you now can tell them something additional from your experiences that you can learn that they can add and incorporate into this. What I will tell you this does is that this gets the younger generation really understanding that there is a connection that they're establishing and they're starting to really give their value back. They're also doing something else. This ask, ask, tell method is a way that we want them to communicate amongst themselves because we want to empower our organization to communicate and connect better. This method is much more empowering than the older ways when, I mean, I used to work on Wall Street and was told what to do every single minute and was not incorporated mm. with my value of what I'm going to add. They are actually smarter than us. And I say that the younger people, <laughs> they're way more intelligent, they're much more adaptive, and they're learning how to communicate with a generation that's still catching up. So with that, we need to take the best values of what they have and bring it forward. And this method is a great way to connect with them. Sorry for the long-winded version of this. I no, it's fascinating. <laughs> so what is the risk to, to a manager for not adopting a, strat a communication strategy such as this? It's like, so, I mean, in sales, naturally, you mentioned sales earlier. It's like, you know, the biggest objection that we hear is not normally price. It's actually, it's like, okay, I'm comfortable doing nothing and I'm happy with the way things are. And they think everything's just going to go along the way, they, the way they always have and they never do. Uh, so, I mean, what's, what's the risk in not adopting a strategy like this? I think, well, from, from a leadership point of view, is it has to deal with this younger generation working for you. I think the biggest thing is if you do not connect with your colleagues and teammates, they will fl flock elsewhere. Uh, mm -hmm. There are so many opportunities and so many new things. There is no longer this belief, oh, I've just graduated a great school and I'm going to, I need to go work at a place to have a big name. I can go to a startup. I can go to work out of somebody's house, I could work remotely. The world that we know is how you get your experience has completely changed from what it used to be not even that long ago. And with that, you run the risk of distancing yourself from your employees, which by the way, without connecting with your team and your core, your company's connecting core will not connect externally. Your behaviors and how you behave inside your company completely reflect how, who you're going to be working with and the new business you're going to attract in. Mm -hmm. So you run the risk mm -hmm. of distancing not only internally this generation. By the way, you always knew this when we grew up that anyone that, we that will work with you could be a client in one day. Mm -hmm. Just as I think the two of you, that was a circumstance that happened. Mm -hmm. in pre Correct. We've, we've known each other for nearly 30 years. Yeah, exactly. But not always been together. And that, and that strong connection has lasted through the years because you've connected and valued each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. just, because, just because people are at different tiers of where they came in, there is, there's not a reason why that, that connection and working on that each and every day isn't going to make things better. And everyone can improve upon it. And to your point, Lee, the risk is without sales, business dies. Without great connections, business won't connect and grow.
Well, I could talk to you all day. Do you Me have too. all day to talk to us? No. <laughs> I, I don't have all day. I, I don't have all day, but let me make it clear. I love chatting about this. Oh, I love I had it. Lee on my show, and uh, I could have let Lee go on forever because I was fascinated mm. on the flip box. And I feel the same way. This has been fascinating. Well, well, we've, got some, we've got some more questions for you. Yeah, hit them. Bring them on. Yeah, we just wanted to know, uh, There's you've got about a million different websites and things going on. How can people find you, your Twitter? Just go ahead and give it give it all to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, best way, so loudiamond.net is you can find anything about me, uh, which which summarizes everything. But the two other places that they point to uh, would be thrivepartners.net, which is uh, where Thrive exists. And that's our, our where we work with the most amazing people and make them more amazing. And as we mentioned before with the podcast show, uh, it's all hubbed under thrivepartners.net, but you can go to thriveloud.com where you can hear the most inspiring and amazing people who are thriving each and every day. And where can I get Master the Art of Connecting your oh, book that you wrote? And any of those sites will be able to bounce you to the book, loudiamond.net. There's a link straight to the book and you can get Master the Art of Connecting also on amazon.com directly. And I'll add, if you're a travel agent listening to this show, whatever, and you're booking travel for this man, it's Lou Diamond, not Lou Diamond Phillips, please. <laughs> get the name right. You have to go listen to our time. episode. <laughs> There's a long story there, which we'll have for another day. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. Thanks for joining us. This is fun. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It was enjoyed great. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.